Howdy. Welcome to Undersampled Radio, the show where we talk science, tech, oil, business, politics, and more. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Graham. Together, we're the hosts of this circus. To follow the conversation, make suggestions, or rant and rave, please visit the forum Software Underground at swung.rocks. Hello, dearies. Welcome to Undersampled Radio, episode 58. We have a very exciting episode for you today. We do. I actually, I think I say that every episode, but it generally turns out be, to be true. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah, it's all, but today is a bit special. It's a bit special because we have Evan Bianco with us. Yeah, we do. <laughs> camera, camera two. Which one's camera two? Oh, wait, no, camera, I don't know. Anyway, uh, the three of us and about, what, 40 others of us? Yeah, something like that. Are sitting around in Houston, Texas this weekend, uh, coding various hackathon projects for the Subsurface Hackathon 2017 Houston edition. Now, you need to use all those qualifiers because there have been several <laughs> hackathons already this year. So, yeah. Um, well, and actually, I've been referring to this Houston one as the Geophysics Hackathon because it's the SCG annual meeting next week, oh. and uh, we sort of have a theme of geophysics, but actually, there's quite a few geologists here, yep. so maybe it's just another subsurface hackathon. Uh, cool either way, it's hash hashtag subhack, if you want to read the tweets I'm not writing. I think you've been you've been a pretty active on Twitter. Very, very active with Twitter. It's actually the most active Twitter day I think I've ever had. Oh, wow. Awesome. Well, thank you for doing that. And uh, so you can follow along with some of the action on there. Um, yeah, and we've got how many teams? Nine teams. Okay. Yeah. Nine. Okay. It seems like it goes up every time. That's cool. Yeah. People are splitting off and <laughs> right. deciding to work on different projects. So, yeah. What are you working on, Evan? I'm working on photo, photo, photographic uh, taking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm helper and um, publicity guy. So, but yeah, I'm. I want to get that raspberry shake. Uh, I don't know if it's possible, but that's, that's the, if I get a little bit of time, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So see what that thing. Yeah, we've brought, I've brought, yeah. brought a few gadgets along to this one, um, and one of them is the uh, geophone attached to a Raspberry Pi called a Raspberry Shake, RaspberryShake.org, and um, it'll stream data actually straight onto the internet, onto kind of the global seismometer network. Um, uh, but you, yeah, you can do things with the streaming data from your shake and from other shakes um, alongside data from legit seismometers around the world. So yeah, give that a go. Um, and in a minute, we're going to get some uh, some of the teams in to find out what, what they're working on. But yeah, we've got a good diverse array. And as well as all the hackers this time, we've also got uh, a decent entourage of sort of support from Amazon AWS. Um, from NVIDIA, from SIGOPT, uh, from a couple of the sponsors. Um, so Paradigm uh, has, well, actually, uh, come on from Paradigm is, hack is hacking on one of the teams. Um, who else? David Holmes from Dell is trying to set up. <laughs> well, actually, we should try and do a little OB. We can go and listen to this. <laughs> So it's a $30,000 server. Do you want me to fetch David maybe after? Like, yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, let's um, talk to David. Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, I'll check. I think he said he was just running the Radio Shack. <laughs> well, I mean, if you have a $30,000 server, it should be supported by $3 parts from Radio Shack. Yeah. So he's doing his part to keep things 
on their on the to on his toes on their toes yeah so yeah i love how the hackathon always involves a couple of trips yeah actual like trips to electronic stores and things like that so. he, had, he had two engineers in from dell that built the thing right standing around him for wow a little bit of time and it was like let's get so he did we need to superpower this hackathon. Yeah. I actually took some photos of the of the uh, designers of the computer working on the computer. So I'm going to put those on Twitter very shortly. Oh, nice. Don't put your hand on that. Innovation is happening. You're shaking the camera. Oh, You're shaking the camera, too. I'm nodding and shaking because, yeah, we're in we're in what's almost a professional, a professional studio environment today. Um, there's, like, acoustic treatments on the walls, but you can't shake the table. So... So it's not quite. It's the best thing that I've ever recorded in. Yeah. It's very nice. Um, so, Evan, you want to go grab us a team to uh, chat about some projects with? Yeah, I'm going to bring Dawn from team name. team that she's on. The team uh, name is? Uh, in his notebook. We'll hear about the team name. Yeah. Then. Why don't you guys tell us a story about yeah, she definitely mentioned the space. And I hadn't finished subtly listing off the sponsors either. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was just, a lot of the teams <laughs> don't have a name yet, so I don't want to, like, throw it out there. So excuse me if I said, think of a name, commit to your name. Yeah, yeah. Just come up with one on the walk over this yeah. one. Can I ask you what the name is? <laughs> oh, look at that. Oh, cameras. Cameras. One. Very subtle camera switching. Yeah. Um, we can use camera one for a bit, just just so I can practice clicking it. I can I can move around table. so we're not holding hands anymore, if you want. Um, <laughs> is that what I was holding? Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I did just want to mention also Slumberjay also sponsored, as did uh, Pioneer Natural Resources. And actually, uh, Andrea Cortes from Pioneer is also here helping out chatting to the teams so um yeah it's been it's been pretty awesome are you uh, working on a project i am not no i'm trying no. To, i've been trying to get the shake uh, up and running gotcha um yeah so we'll see uh we've got one more sponsor uh, i should mention oh. Enthought. um also helped out and actually i'm kind of hoping someone from Enthought pitches up because i could use some help uh with my shaky thing but um yeah and i wanted to mention the space as well because it's a pretty cool space in downtown houston on Fannin Street called um, Station Houston. So if, you, if you're if you looking for a co-working space in Houston, you should, you should check it out because um, they've got tons of room. Like it's, it's pretty huge. And uh, I think they do all sorts of stuff with startups and competitions, pitch contests and stuff like that. So yeah, seems like a good place. Cool, looking pretty comfortable so far, eating breakfast tacos and uh, whatnot. I've I'm been, going back to that camera, it's much better. It is. Um, I've been working on generative uh, systems this right. weekend, sort of generally. I'm not actually working on a project, but um, a hackathon project per se. But I have been kind of picking around on some generative adversarial networks of various architectures. Um, I'm writing an article, as I think you are, in the CSEG recorder coming up soon. Um, and I'm going to do something about generative networks for some type of geophysical data, probably seismic. And um, one of the teams here, maybe we will meet them later, is using generative adversarial network to, um, actually there's two teams doing it. One is using networks to demultiple some seismic shot records. The other one is using it to, what? Oh, they're generating seismic sections. 
is Wolf what Wolf. they said. I hope we get to hear that from you. <laughs> okay, cool. Anyway, lots of neural networking going on, oh. but we see we have our first contestant. Gentlemen, like you just see the Don. Hi. Who you've, Hi. Met, who you've met previously. How's he? Okay. Cool. Thanks for joining us. I don't know, have you heard one of our podcasts by any chance? Probably not. I have actually. Oh you have? Oh, oh awesome. sorry to hear but that. But a guest podcaster. Oh yeah? Uh, Matt Jackson gave one. Oh, okay. Or I think it's connected. Chris Jackson. Chris Jackson. Oh, Chris Jackson. Chris Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's been on three yeah. times. A bunch of times. Yeah, a bunch of times. Yeah. Okay. So, cool. so welcome to the show. Yeah. And uh, we, we're excited to hear about your project. But first, what's your team name? Well, they don't, well, they don't have a team name, do they? Oh, oh we get to think of one. Yeah. Yeah. So they name their, what they're building. So. Okay, so, so what are you building? Help name Dawn's team. Please write in. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's that camera over there, sorry. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm not on it anymore. Okay. So our technology cool app thing, uh, we're calling it Hutton. So it's an nice. integrated Alexa skill. So you can ask Hutton all kinds of questions about an exploration database. <laughs> Love it. Give yes. us an example. So Alexa, ask Hutton how many wells are in my exploration database. There are 32 wells. Uh, how many of those wells have gamma ray logs? 12. Awesome. How many of those have core? Four. And kind of so on yeah. and so on. That's really cool. Does Alexa, does the the um, the way that she works sort of out of the box handle all that connection between questions so that you don't have to, you can basically just sort of extend your question by keeping on talking? Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. That's so, cool. Um, you start by building these um, kind of modules called intents. So what is the intent of a question? And then you can code in maybe all the different ways that someone might ask that question. So give me all the wells in X basin or tell me the wells that are in the Bakken, you know, formation. And then um, so the way we built it is the team right now is working on building a database on the Amazon Web Services. So it's embedded there right. and our database uh, Alexa goes out and queries the database finds all the information comes back and puts it through our echo dot so <laughs> awesome. pretty that's, fun. Pretty, that's pretty amazing and you guys had something like a prototype working after like two hours or something yep. today. yep so you must have been working with um, the Alexa API and AIs and chatbots for a long time uh, no. before today no <laughs> <laughs> not at all <laughs> What is, what is your day-to-day? -day? Uh, you're a geologist, aren't you? I'm a geologist. So um, my day-to-day, -day, I work in a research lab. So I look at thin sections. I look at seismic data. So geologic interpretation of various different image data types. So how, so, are, you, how are you learning all this stuff on the fly? Uh, so they've actually got a whole lot of uh, kind of walk you through it skill sets uh, embedded in the whole thing. So there's a... A, a GUI that they've put together that I don't actually go in. Well, I do now, um, but you, if you don't want to do any coding, you can go in and click buttons and mm. build the app that way. Um, but with connecting it to our database is a little bit more, more complicated. Yeah. Right. So what what do you think about the hackathon? This is your first hackathon. First hackathon. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. so it's I've met a lot of really cool people. Uh, a lot of people that are way smarter than me. Uh, I've learned a lot. So I'm pretty excited. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's no, really cool. Uh, we've got quite a few geologists, actually. I was just saying um, earlier on before we came in that 
with you know because it was a sort of loosely attached to SEG, it called it a geophysics hackathon, but um, it's actually pretty broad. Uh, people aren't just tackling geophysics problems. So yeah, thanks for being being part of it and being brave enough to come in yeah. <laughs> into that environment. But I love how you also had this Alexa, like you, you were pretty keen on that project and you like made sure that it was gonna happen. <laughs> you showed up with the idea more or less, right? And yes. stood by. Yep. a whiteboard and recruited people all evening right i did and it didn't, did. didn't take you long not at all <laughs> no <laughs> yeah that's really cool awesome well thanks for thanks for coming on and telling us about your project we cool. look forward to seeing the demo all right yeah, cool. awesome well, thank you I'll thank you, you. I'll, I'll walk you out and i'll bring back our next victim who will be the one and only joe kington from planet ah, labs a team that also doesn't have a name Oh. <laughs> I see. His team will have a name by the time they go back. Here awesome. And start it up, so. Okay. All right. Awesome. Thank Cheers. Yeah. See ya. Pretty sweet. He's back. He's back in it. <laughs> I'm back in the picture. Yeah. I just stepped out for a moment. Um, so I, I think one of the, for me, the coolest part about doing these events or just coming to these events is to see how, how many ideas come to life, right? Yeah. I yeah. Mean, here's someone who's a geologist who's like coding Lex skills. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And she'd, she'd basically, she told me she'd, they've got three um, echo dots, I think, in her house. And so she's been getting, you know, she's used to the interaction mm -hmm. with Alexa and had sort of already Googled whether there were some geological skills <laughs> that Alexa cool. had. And apparently there is like a gemstone factoids or quiz or something, but there's, <laughs> there's basically like three or four. Um, so. Oh. They're, they're definitely on the bleeding edge with Alexa skills, <laughs> but awesome. it's cool. Yeah. So they're thinking about, you know, having Alexa in the corner of your meeting room and being able to just like, Hey, remind me, you know, what's, uh, what's Anadarko's position in this play or what's, you know, what's, what's the last land sale? I think that's, that's a genuinely useful yep. tool, right? Yes, it is. Save us all from actually remembering anything or writing anything down ever. <laughs> do you do much of that? I just, I've, I've, I've actually sort of fallen off the note-taking bandwagon. I used to be an avid note-taker. I would fill several notebooks a year, and I still have them all on my shelf, but um, I, I don't take many notes anywhere anymore. Hmm. When I go to conferences and talks and things, I write a lot of it down, um, a lot of what I'm hearing or thinking or whatever, but I spend a lot of time on the computer now. Just, you know, yep. I have 20, 30 tabs open, and I'm just... <laughs> I don't know if that counts as taking notes. No, it counts as ADD. Oh, man. Yeah. I think my career is over. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what, do you, what are you looking for in a demo, in a hackathon demo? Oh, my goodness. I mean, I, the, the trick to a demo is having a nice story. I mean, that's all that it comes down to is telling a bit of a story. Yeah. The content is sort of second. Yeah. Weirdly, Joe. Hello. Oh, come in. Welcome. Ladies uh, and gentlemen, this is Joe Kington from Planet Labs. And he's got an awesome yeah, yeah, Liz cover. Well, it's, it's the, it's the, it's uh, the cell phone. Hey, that's that's fantastic. Okay, that is pretty, that is <laughs> that's pretty very cool. cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's our, our like, birthday presents, I think. It's a birthday presents? I don't remember. Okay, so what I'd like to see is the same thing, but actually it's moving and it's a different thing every day. Oh, there we go. Okay. There we go. You see a video screen in the back of the laptop? It's uh, AR. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to ask for selfie uh, laptops. Yeah. Flip screen, take selfie. Self-talk. 
self -taught. It just shows shows your face and transparent, you know, it just shows like the... That would actually be really <laughs> bizarre looking. My little sister was telling me the other day that a self, the opposite of a selfie, the forward-facing camera, is a Yui. <laughs> yeah, that's... Awful. Yeah. yeah. It's called a picture. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what do you what are you working on? What's so? Team, what's uh, so basically, we're doing kind of disaster day. I think we're the one team doing uh, something related to disaster. In our case, not so much relief, but as uh, uh, investigating the flooding that happened. Hmm. So, our basic premise is that you know a lot of the flooding, um, a lot of what you've seen as far as modeled what flooded and what flooded really severely, uh, we understand well. We can predict hydrologic models and actually say, okay, or maybe just stream gauges say essentially, you know, here's discharge of the stream, here's what that maps out to elevation wise, here's what it flooded. But there's a lot more flooding that occurred just at the street level. So flooded streets, you know, these are like not um they're not captured that very well. So mm -hmm. if you look around and talk to people, basically most of the streets in town flooded at some point. And so knowing whether or not your street's gonna flood is is kind of an interesting question. It's not something that's modeled well by hydrologic models. So we thought we'd kind of take a step back. We, there's a, uh, someone put up a, what's called, it's called uflood, but it's like floodmap.io or something like that. And it's, I don't think it's up anymore, but it was, um, they put it up during Harvey and it was purely crowdsourced. So everyone just went through and flagged like, hey, my street's flooded, my street's flooded. And they did a database dump. And so it's our snapshots throughout eh, about a five day period, uh, marking when streets were, what streets were flooded and when. Uh -huh. um, and so that's an interesting crowdsourced kind of observation of where the, the street level flooding happened. Yeah. And then the thought was take something fairly simple, like take a DEM and let's extract some features on it. Let's look at average slope in the area. How high is it above a river? Um, things like that. I don't, don't really know exactly what we're going to extract yet, but <laughs> the idea is stuff, stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Put stuff in there, put it on a sausage grinder. Um, and so we can take the observations, what flooded train on a subset of that, use features from the DEM, extracted from the DEM, the feature engineering, and then we can predict, again, what would have flooded based on features in the DEM. What's interesting about that is not so it's going to work that well, but the areas it predicts flooded that maybe didn't flood uh, are interesting. It's, it's, it's a thing of, okay, flood the flooding was maybe a storm drain game, storm drain got clogged. So it's an area that maybe next time, you know, you didn't flood, but it's because your neighbor kept your storm drain clear. You know? right. So that, that's the idea is make, make a, a uh, pseudo quantitative uh, prediction of uh, of what streets are at risk for, for flooding, as opposed to kind of what areas are at risk for the house flooding. And not this, this correlates with house flooding as well, but it's not as direct. It's more like don't park your car in the street in this area. You know? Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Is the city infrastructure available? Like, where's the plumbing so, and the uh, drainage system? That is. Uh, I think we've, we've got it downloaded. I'm not sure how we're going to use it yet, but it's there. Um, so it's been interesting. We've, there's a wealth of data. It's no shortage of data. Um, I think I focused on the DEM stuff because it's, uh, it's, I think it's easy to pull off in a short time, but there's a lot of other stuff. So there's the, the sewer drains are one. So uh, in Houston, all the first order streams, all the little streams are, they're underground basically. They've been paved over. They've all been replaced uh, oh, wow. in some cases over a hundred years ago, the ones downtown. And some of those are pretty big creeks. They filled in these 20 foot kind of little creek valleys and just filled them completely in. And now well, it's, just, it's not a culvert or anything. Or exactly, like, uh, it's an just, underground pipe. With it. They okay. build in, they, they put a pipe in there, I build see. it in, and then there's storm drains that go in that pipe. I see. Uh, and the pipe only got put in after they filled in the valley, and then realized that didn't work. <laughs> there's some interesting stories about downtown Houston flooding back in, uh, well, it's a tangent, but 
people that came through. I mean, the worst flooding was actually 1935 uh, for downtown. Um, right. And so, yeah, for a lot of the, the central area in Houston, this wasn't the worst flooding on record. Now, it was by far the worst in terms of rainfall volume and in terms of the overall area impacted. But now, Attics and Barker Reservoirs, which are part of the reason the flooding was so bad for the subdivisions that are inside them, um, they were built to protect downtown. So they do a really good job of protecting downtown. So the 1935 yeah. flood was way worse for the, the downtown, near town area, uh, just in terms of you know, water level is the bayou, because um, that, that devastated downtown. Um, wow. Yeah, but yeah, I'm sorry, I completely sidetracked. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's what our show is for. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So, Joe, you brought your laptop. Yeah, is there yeah. a... I can show like some of this. Uh, so let's see if we can get the camera to see this. Um, <laughs> maybe camera, middle cameras, the highest resolution. There we go. Switch. Um, all right, so what we have here, this is some of the, the crowdsourced data. Uh, I've just thrown it in QGIS and put a Google map backdrop there. So the red points are some of the, the streets that were mapped as flooded. I just took all the data and all those timestamps and I just collapsed it down. Was it ever reported as flooded or not? Okay. Uh, and so that's the kind of heat map there. Uh, it's it's a just raw points, but you can think about oh, okay. yeah. Visually right now it looks like a heat map. Oh yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, There's yeah. a little bit of bias there because what happens is you have the areas where a lot of people live who are likely to use that site uh, report. So the heights, according to this, almost every street in the heights flooded. Um, the heights, I know, is one of the less flooded areas. Now, that's not to say there were a lot of streets flooded. There were a lot of streets flooded. But um, yeah, it's interesting to kind of look at the data. Uh, so we've got detailed LIDAR based EMs, uh, downloading all those. I'm not sure if I'll use the full one meter resolution LIDAR data, but it's there. There's a lot of those little quarter plots there. Um, What's the acquisition on those? Did they fly drones uh, or something? 2008, it's be satellite. Uh, no, it's not satellite. LiDAR is always, uh, you can't really do LiDAR from space. Uh, so this is going to be a, a plane, yeah. just airplane, glide low. And, and you say that what you're really interested in is sort of anomalies where you might have expected it to flood based on topography, and it didn't. Yeah. Uh, or you might not have expected it to flood, well, it but did. it did. Yeah. Right. yeah it's, it's some of the things like that. I think yeah. there's, there's an interesting story in the what areas that weren't in floodplains that flooded. Um, right. Because a lot of times it's not, uh, it, I think it can be extracted. I think a lot of this is just, you know, a lot of Houston's very flat. <laughs> yeah. So you dump a lot of water on it, even if you're high up. If you're high up and flat, it doesn't, doesn't necessarily always help. So, uh, you know, a lot of this isn't devastating flooding. And worse, these were things where the older houses are on pier and beam, the new houses are on a slab, and the slab foundation got two inches of water in the house, and the pier and beam was fine. Um, stuff like that. But it's, it's a, it's a part of the flooding that I think is not well mapped. So right. have, play around with. have you worked on sort of citizen hack type projects before? Uh, or no, um, actually. Okay. So I have to admit, we're stealing. Uh, so there's a really interesting uh, Slack channel and, and a lot of people in Houston that revolve this citizen hack for, for hurricane response. Uh, mm -hmm. You may have heard about some of the, the, the Twitter calls for help and you know people actually being rescued through that way. There was actually uh, a couple people basically building web mapping applications to show those in real time, try to keep them coordinated and updated. A lot of cases it was like, here's a spreadsheet, we're all updating, so let me make a map out of this just so people can see it. Right. It was all kind of, I, I wasn't a part of that uh, at all. <laughs> so there's some really cool stuff that happened though, and Justin Gosses, who's, who's here, actually was a part of that, some of that, a lot of that. And, uh, yeah. So I'm stealing a lot of these ideas and data sets from him. <laughs> yeah, I actually want to mention, uh, if you are in Houston, uh, or you're interested in sort of contributing as a coder to the response to Hurricane Harvey, uh, there's a Slack called Sketch City. <clears throat> Sketch City, I think it's sketchcity.org, um, or the Slack's out there as well. And uh, it's really active, there's tons of people building stuff like every day. Many of them are actually based or, or, or do some of their work out of Station Houston, where we are today. And, um, and you know, I think they're grateful for any kind of donations of time or indeed money uh, to help them in that work. 
but yeah, I feel like geoscientists have a lot to potentially contribute in there, right? Because we're very used to sort of geospatial data Absolutely. analysis yeah. and that kind of thing. So um, yeah, it's something to think about as you know, seeing things like earthquakes badly yeah. affecting people and uh, storms and things. Uh, I think it's it's really opened my eyes, even just thinking about some of the projects we might sort of see today and talking to this, some yeah. of these people from Sketch C, um, just how many ways that earth scientists can contribute to those sort of problems. Yeah. Pro well, not contribute to the problems, <laughs> to those sort of projects. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no, I think it's, it's a really good point because, uh, I mean, earth science is fundamentally very broad. We work with a lot of uh, stuff on the earth, for lack of a better word. <laughs> yeah, so there's, there's a lot there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. It sounds like an awesome project. We're looking yeah. forward to seeing the, the maybe not finished product, but <laughs> demo, whatever comes out at the end of the weekend. <laughs> See the other end of the sausage grinder. That's right. Um, all right. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Have Take fun. Care. Thanks, Joe. Thanks. All right then. So uh, have yeah, we got have we got more victims lined up? Yeah, we have one more victim. Okay. Uh, I'm going to bring over Colin Strum, Sturm. Colin Sturm. Okay. From Team Augur AI. This is a team with a name. And uh, it does Augur AI correspond to a URL? Well, not yet. But, but it will. Hopefully. So if you're watching this live, don't even try it. If you're watching this tomorrow, try it. <laughs> yeah. Back in a moment. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah. Very good. So um, you got a haircut here in Houston. Yeah, I did. I... It looks good. <laughs> how did it go? Uh, how was it? Was it, was it was it one of these very fancy? It had a fancy name, as I recall. Uh, in the black, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just quite a nice salon. I don't generally go to salons like that anymore since I moved out of the big city. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's not nowhere to get my hair cut in my home bay, but there's, there's sort of one option, you know, it's like a lady in a bungalow. Oh, um, I thought you were going to say it's, <laughs> I do it myself. Yeah, or, or, or I do it myself, yeah. um, which, you know, doesn't doesn't usually go very well, yeah. let's face it. Of course. And, um, and I do quite like, for some reason, because I often get my hair cut when I'm in another place, uh -huh. I've sort of grown to quite like that. Yeah. Just trying different places. It's fun. Indeed. So we've just been talking about haircuts, and we're ready to get back to something more technical. <laughs> so, Colin. Thank goodness you're here. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you Colin. Thanks. Colin Sturm from Augur.ai. Why, why Augur.ai? Um, there was a suggestion from one of our members. Uh, it's uh, relating to some uh, Greek mythology, that a person that would seek out um, information. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So what's what's the project? What's the aim? The project is we're looking at electric submersible pumps, and we've got a, a set of data that we've acquired, and we're looking to see if we can predict something from the data. So maybe figure out if, if the pump's going to fail, or maybe just know if there's um, some potential problem. Cool. What's the uh, what's the strategy? Do you have an architecture? Or do you have a uh, toolkit? In mind? Well, strategy is we we've been mainly looking at getting the data into working order. That's, yeah, that seems to always. <laughs> it's be usually ninety percent of the work, right? Yeah, yeah, that's been a bit of a struggle. Um, but there's also been some missing data, um, missing fields in that. All right. Missing numbers. So trying to backfill some of that. Uh, old implementation question. Yeah. Yeah. Some of that, that's that's a project in itself. Mm -hmm. um, and um, after we get the data in order, 
then we're looking at potentially using some sort of machine learning, maybe some neural networks or or um, some random forest or we're not we're not sure yet if we're going to use the uh, supervised or unsupervised methods. Cool. Do you have labels um, or, or would they be in, would you guys create labels for the data that you have? Oh, we do have labels on the, the data. Cool. So um, and it's it's a time series data set. So the labels are sort of downtime. Is that? Yeah, it is. Right. Um, yeah, we've got it labeled as um, as failure and not failure. It's running or not running. Okay. Binary. Classic. Yeah. Cool. Well, it's a it's a hugely important topic. I mean, you could save potentially save some people a lot of money if you if you figure it out. So. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll make us some money too. Yes. <laughs> and are are pumps your day to day? Is are you an are you an a reservoir engineer? Uh, my role is production okay. completion reservoir. Uh, so I'm in a technical service role. So I, I help our regions with problems that they have. Okay, I see. Um, but it's it's I'm not mainly focused on pumps. I'm kind of all over the place. Yeah, right. That's just one one of the things. One that, aspect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Are other uh, like a you know I I think I overheard you saying it was like seventy five days continuously of recorded data. Or That's the data that we got was yeah. seventy five days of of data for approximately four hundred pumps. Yeah, and um, what kind of measurements are, are taken? Like the uh, measurements for the pumps are, are mainly pressure, um, temperature, the the amperage voltage for the pumps. Um, and uh, there's some, and I think that's, those are the main. And what out sets. of that data set is that's 400 pumps, 75 days. Um, how many failures are there roughly in there? Cause I, I would, if I own 400 pumps, I feel like 75 days, I would kind of expect none of them to fail. Is that well, well it, it doesn't mean that each one of these pumps started 75 days ago. No, they, of course. They could yeah, have yeah, been absolutely. running for. Two years, three right. years, four years. Okay. So, uh, out of that, out of the last seventy-five days, um, we're still looking at the data set. So okay. we're not sure, but we're thinking maybe there's ten to fifteen failures in that time span. Okay. Yeah. What What happens when a pump fails? And what's the process to put it back online again? Does it damage production? Does it clog up? You know, the moving of fluids mm -hmm. and that. It really depends on what the failure is. So. If the failure is as simple as something went wrong with the the driving computer that that sends a signal down, then you would reset something at the surface to get the pump running again. Or maybe you maybe there wasn't enough, so you need to increase or look at at why that's not working anymore. If it's something more catastrophic, such as uh, sand is getting into the pump, or maybe there's a lightning strike that's that's hit the surface and and caused issues then you may need to actually go over use a workover rig to pull that physically pull the pump out right. and then replace it with a new pump so, sounds expensive yeah very expensive so it sounds like the data set is what like two and a half three percent bias uh, data set uh, imbalance you have you have like three percent minority samples uh, uh, failure samples as compared to 400 non-failure samples yeah so you're dealing with a couple of classic data science 
problems, right? Data imputation and and balancing a data set, right? Yeah. yeah it's curious to me, you know, this is a, you know, maybe a, what kind of prevention signals or symptoms of, yeah. of a catastrophe about to happen, say, and yeah. can, like early detection system of something about to fail. There's almost like a different label to that. Instance, yeah, that's right. It's not really a binary yeah, it's sort uh, labeling of a, scheme. It's like, oh, mm -hmm. a problem is about to happen. What are the, can you prevent something before? You know, and I guess my question is, is what's the state of the art? How are people dealing with this? Are they just reacting to when lights go red or are people, you know, reacting in advance? What, what, what's the kind of, um, what do you hope to kind of improve from the current um, workflows or operations? Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly what we're trying to address is figuring out when, when there is some human interaction that needs to happen. Um, we're, not exactly sure how that's going to play out yet. What if you take your, what if you like uh, smooth your um, ones, your failures back in time? So you have, instead of, you know, failure, not failure, you have a cascade. Yeah, and, and we can actually look at, since we, we have about 20 different tags for each well mm -hmm. or each pump, um, we can look at as maybe as the, the amperage is increasing there's potentially something wrong with the pump, right? Because uh, you're needing to put more energy into it to, to move the same amount of fluid. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's sand in there, or maybe it's just because the reservoir is depleting and mm -hmm. you need to increase the pressure. Cool. So, yeah, exactly what you're saying. So one more question that I've been interested to hear from everybody is, uh, what is how's the hackathon going? Oh, the hackathon, I mean, for myself, I'm loving it. It's yeah. fantastic. Um, I know the guys I'm working with are having a good time too, but it's just great to, to sit down with some other people that are just enthusiastic about uh, machine learning, Python, and trying to just solve a problem, trying to solve a difficult problem. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, yeah. Get back to it. All right. <laughs> and then we hope you solve the problem. Yeah. And thank you guys for organizing this. And, yeah, yeah, cheers. And having us here. Awesome. All right. Nice to have you. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Yeah. See you later. For a few minutes. Yeah, so, uh, I wonder. I, I'm, Do you want I'm, to get back I'm, in the shot? Well, yeah, I'm a little bit tempted. Uh, no, not that one. I'm a little bit tempted to go and try. Yeah. Okay. Try uh, find David. Lot, lot standing live? next to it. Yeah. Right now. Just right now. Okay. Just doing it. Just I'm. I'm going. Now you guys. I feel like I, I was gonna say you guys just stay here and then it's not too weird. Okay. It's probably weird already now that I've no. said that. Go. But, yeah. No. Go, you're out of here, man. Okay, uh, I will control the camera while you do that. So you sidle up. Okie dokie. So we'll, uh, this could be interesting, or or David could still be at Radio Shack. So yeah, let's see what happens. So uh, let's do this. That's good. How do you like interviewing people? You can tell they're like what? I love interviewing yeah. people because I end up having more questions the more people talk. And yes. I don't know how to be like, all right. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's all we have time for right now. So um, this is your interview as an undersampled radio host. How do you think uh, how do you think you'd do it? Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess you know, it's like speaking, you watch a lot of people presenting and it's always different when you do it. So I, I appreciate following your, your guys' lead. We have fun you know, doing you it. Have an, you have an audience to entertain as opposed to just having a conversation. So 
I can appreciate there's a craft to it and stuff. And uh, yeah, I appreciate the odd opportunity to be on the side of the camera instead of watching on YouTube. We love having you on. Um, so Matt's uh, walking around, and I'm just realizing now that, as you can, you can see, actually, I should have left this camera on the whole time. You can see this. We're uh, in only half of the building over here. Yeah. He's on the other side where there are many, many hackers working on their projects. This camera, this view, oh, he was just, he was just over at the big machine, which is the uh, four. Okay, hold on, hold on. He's trying to say something, and I don't know how to allow can, him to. So can you hear there me? we go. Now we can hear you, now that your mute is off. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, so I've come over here. David's not here. Well, give us a. We saw a brief shot of the computer. Like all best laid plans. Yeah, let me let me show you the computer. It's pretty loud, so I don't know if you're going to be able to hear me talking. That, that whining. There it is. So those are the CPUs. Uh, here. Yes. And memory um, on the. I don't, I don't touch it, but I guess underneath there are the GPUs. Yeah, four uh, NVIDIA P100s. So I'm going to have a little look for David, but yeah, were you looking before at my view of this room? Yeah, well, we saw a little bit. So here are some uh, teams hacking away. Um, how, many, how many teams are in there? Four? Yeah, I think you're looking at five teams there, actually, and there's another one over there. Um, yeah, so everyone's very busy, and what is it? It's half past three on the Saturday afternoon, so teams have been going for sort of seven and a half hours at this point, coding, and they got we got about another um, two, two or three hours to go today, and then they'll get started again at eight o'clock tomorrow morning. Sounds awesome. Um, yeah. Thank you, Matt, for the in-field. You're welcome. <laughs> Are you guys going to wrap up now, or shall I come back, or what? No, you, you, we don't want you. Okay, awesome. I'm just going to sit in a yellow chair. Okay, good. And All right, folks, thanks for joining us on Undersampled Radio at the Subsurface Hackathon Houston 2017. 24th floor. Station Houston. Station Houston. Yeah, if you're watching and you're in Houston, come down, Like especially tomorrow afternoon, Sunday afternoon. It's going to be awesome. Half come down three. right now. There's extra banh mi and tacos. Station Houston. <laughs> yeah. On Polk Street. See you next week on Sample Radio.